Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Daily Podcast. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Necronominoms. And I'm Beck. Hi, Beck. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You're uh, fresh off a, off a little vacation there. Yeah, not, I don't think we mentioned it, but that was the reason why we weren't here last week. Um, I, I got to go to Disney the first time in my life at the age of 30. It was paid for by my work. And, uh, it, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad you had fun. Hopefully uh, you got to see stuff. Did you uh, come back with any like jet lag or sickness or anything like that? Yeah, first I went to Epcot. If that's relevant to anybody. It's like the place for where like to see like all the like worlds, I guess, type of thing. It's where the <laughs> it's adults like, go. It's where the adults go. There's alcohol and taste the food of the world. Um, <laughs> it, there's not like really any rides there. They're like just little tiny rides to get you to the, like a little location inside of like a little area. Um, jet lag. Um, yes and no. So I stayed in the same time zone. Because I'm, I went from Pennsylvania to Florida, and that's still the same time zone. But I did feel very tired whenever I got there. Like I went from very cold weather to like hot weather, and I was stuck wearing pants because I couldn't change because I couldn't get into our room for like five hours. So I don't know if it was just the heat or it was jet lag. Like I was just tired because that was also my first time also riding in a plane, which is an experience. Um, it was chill. It was a lot more chill than I thought it would be. And uh, on, upon getting back from the plane, like from the trip, I, I felt very tired still. I even ended up taking like a nap in the middle of the day. Um, and then after after doing all the Disney stuff, I ended up getting like a fever like a few days later and getting a cold or fever, whatever. So I recovered from that since then. Well, yeah. that's good. Glad it didn't last too long. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do you uh, play any games recently? Uh, same old, same old. It's just been Elden Ring whenever I can. I, I haven't played as much as I want. I like to taper myself, taper myself when I play games, but this one I've been tapered even more so because like, it's been like, go to Disney, go to, go, leave the house to go do something that uh, my fiance wants to do, and then, um, I I play I play Yu Gi Oh multiple times a week. So it's I, I, that's that's pretty much the only game I've been playing when I can. Uh, I played a little bit of Risk of Rain with friends. I mean, you were there to do that. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that the new DLC for that's been pretty okay. Uh, cool, cool new characters. Enjoying it. New modes. Uh, but yeah, mostly just Elden Ring. What about you? It's been pretty much the same experience for me. It's like I'm trying to play Elden Ring. I think I have less than 20 hours in it still, which is abysmal for the target I was going for. I was hoping to have at least 30 or 40 by now. But I just things come up. I've been busy. I yeah, I really haven't played many games in general. The only time I really play lately has been whenever I'm playing with like you and our friends. And that's been obviously like like you said, like Risk of Rain. We've been playing like Conan Chop Chop and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that game has been cool. It's been interesting. One of the, That was one of the games off of the. Um, that group of ne- Next Fest. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been pretty okay. Yeah, I've um, been enjoying it. It's uh really long runs for a game like that though. Like you're sitting there for at least an hour, uh upwards of an hour really whenever you're actually doing well. 
Yeah, it seems like if you're going to finish a run, you're at least dedicating an hour to it. We we haven't finished a run yet, but we got to the fourth boss. Yeah, it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as like Elden Ring goes, like I think I have over 50 hours into it and I'm not even close to beating the game because I've just been trying to like just do everything, just just mess around, play around with parrying and dodging and finding little dungeons here or there. Like it took me forever to even get to like my second and third like of the bigger uh bosses in the game. And I don't even think you have to beat all the big bosses to even beat the game potentially. I don't think yeah. so. It seems like there are some like skips available to you. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I I I I would have to just do a run where I only kill two of the big bosses and just go in and see if I can just finish it from there. Because, I don't know, you beat... I don't know how many of the big bosses you beat. Really? Only one, I would say. Honestly. I've beaten other bosses, but as far as, like, the main bosses go, I've only beaten uh, Margit. I just got to what I assume is the second big boss. But I could be wrong about that. I'm sorry? Is he, like, the grafted guy? Then, no, I did not. Uh, yeah, Margaret's like the first like main boss. I think you have to do. I'm not sure because I think you could technically go around him somehow. I think I did go around at first. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Uh, I mean, I guess spoilers. If anyone still, uh, this is like an exploration thing though. I found like a pathway just around the castle. Yeah, and I just fine. ended up on the other side. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I found that pathway. I, I beat him, and then I went to the castle, did the castle, and then found the pathway you're talking about. Yeah, and I then found, I was I, I was like weird. And, okay, I did. I found that pathway, and then I went back through the castle, and then I looked. I I went through the castle, and then I came out exactly where the the freaking pathway ended, and I was like, oh god damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I got. I found there first. And I'm like, wait if I can go forward, I still want to fight the first boss. So I just turned back. I'm like, I got the, I got the grace site there because mm-hmm. just in case, and it's also just easier that way. But I did go back around and just like, did it the normal way, I guess. Uh, did you, did you actually, well, to get to through the whole, whole way through the castle to that area where that side pathway goes to, I think you have to beat the first real big boss, which isn't Margaret technically. That he gives you a he, he gives you a um what's it called an elden sign thingy I don't remember um because Margaret doesn't give you one hmm man I have to like go back through and like trace my steps I guess because I don't I don't I really don't remember too much I remember uh going up like the storm lit area, the storm front place. And then like going up a ramp with a bunch of people shooting fire at me. And then Margaret was there. And then after him is like the gates. Mm-hmm. If I recall. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe you haven't beaten any like the main bigger bosses i guess it's really interesting whenever because i i've talked about this with one of our other friends too and like 
it really seems like it's always just a different experience, which is nice to hear that like everyone has their own experience with this so far. It's just a testament to how well they did the open world per- portion of it, where you really have those choices. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed hearing that, just being able to have this conversation and like not know what you're talking about, even though I effectively got far enough that I probably should have. Uh, yeah, yeah. All, all the main, so like the main bosses in the game essentially will um, give you a great rune. They're, they're like the main portion of Elden Ring. They're like the sigil looking thingies. Uh-huh. Um, you won't exactly immediately get them after you beat them, I believe. Like for the first one, that is the castle one, which is, I guess, spoilers, is Godric. Um, you'll beat him and then you'll go up to the top of his castle and then you'll get his rune there. And the game literally tells you, oh, at some point when you have two of them, they're like, oh, we can just go to the end now. You can just go to that area. Okay. Yeah. Like, I have three of them now, technically. I don't think I have any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, you're fine. Um, I, It's very weird. Like, I, whenever, because, like, like, levels are weird in this game, too. Like, just like every other um Souls-like game. Like, level is kind of ambiguous. Like, they never, you never, like, walk into an area and be like, this is level 51. It's not like, wow, right? Um, where if you're in Hillsbrad Foothill Hills, you should be level 24. I can't remember. <laughs> it's somewhere around there, like mid 20s. Um, but like, I, I went to the, the, if you're just going straight north, I went straight north, like, the you and our other friend, I think, went like south in every other direction, but I went straight north, and I was in apparently a level sixty area whenever I went back and looked, because uh, uh, I, I asked around, and they're like, "No, that's that this boss is supposed to be done at level 60. I was like, "Oh, I did it at level like thirty, so like, uh, it's, it's weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that'll definitely one shot you. I think at no matter what how how high of a level you are, you're, yeah. you might get slapped. Yeah. It, it seems like some something like the. That was always true, I think, for a lot of Dark Souls games. So, yeah. Huh. It's cool, though. You're, you're right. Good point with just it seems like everybody has a different approach or not everybody, but like there's a lot of different approaches to get around the map that being like an open world one. But it still has all that Dark Souls feel of like exploration Souls like feel. It's, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can we can go ahead and move on. Um talk about some other stuff here got some news to go over it's been a while since we uh did news and we're back in the saddle uh let's open up with something nice uh we got the itch.io bundle yeah for ukraine (laughs) for ukraine yes so itch.io released a bundle it has almost a thousand games i don't think it's quite a thousand but it's almost like 998 998 but it's not all games Right. Yeah, it's it's 577 games. So new games, I guess. Right. Yeah, there's there's games, there's um physical games that are like tabletop RPG kind of things. A lot of really cool ones there. Um then there's the assets you've got and then some comics, some books, and you've got some uh, soundtracks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what should we go over first? Probably uh, just start with the games, right? Uh, that's the but, easiest well, thing to cover. First off, it's, it's a bundle for Ukraine. It's $10 for all of it. I don't know if you said that. 
No, I did not. <laughs> um, they have a goal of six million. It's as of today on the fifteenth. Um, they are like almost at six million already. Um, so yeah, they're getting there. I've got the number pulled up right here. Let me just refresh to be sure. It is at five million five hundred seventy thousand eight hundred sixty-two dollars and fifty-two cents out of six million was their goal. Yeah, and it, it, it and it ends in two out two days. Says two days, five hours, twenty-one minutes as of recording. So it'll be about a day by the time this comes out. Yeah, so by the time when this comes out, you still get it. Right, uh, but only for a day. So it's it's definitely worth getting. I think uh, it's absolutely all like indie games. It's like a lot of uh, just indie developers and uh, uh, people that do like soundtracks and like I said, the artwork for the assets and stuff. Uh, it's all of them just pitching in and throwing it into this bundle. A lot of fun things uh, in every category, I'd say. Yeah, I would say if you even wanted like one of these games that like that I mentioned, I there's a lot, a lot of these games I knew of. Some of them I played. Um, I think if you just even if you wanted one of these, it's worth just buying it because you're probably getting it under the price that they're actually at. Yes. Plus nine hundred ninety-seven other things. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of uh like staples too in like the sort of indie game canon. There's like like Celeste is a classic one that gets played in um like the speed runs a lot and stuff like that. Really solid yeah. precision platformer. We've got uh like Super Hot, that one's just a very popular game. Uh also Super Hot was in there. Did I miss that? <laughs> Super Hot is in there, yeah. Uh oh it is. Dang. There's a lot I don't of own games. That game, but it's really cool. It I is played a fun that in game. VR. I played it in VR. Yes. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so really... weird in VR. It is like that game alone, if you were to buy it individually off of Itch Diado, is $25. Like this is worth it if you ever wanted that game. $10. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Celeste is a great game. That that, that was one of the, an early speedrunning game that people got really got super into. Um there's one called Cloud Guardians. I never played this because wasn't ever really my type of game. It's like one of those chill games where you're just like, you're building a, like a post-apocalyptic like garden in the clouds with, uh, like, I think it's called post-apocalyptic where nature is taking over over like old civilization essentially. Uh huh. Um. So like, think grass growing over a like a dilapidated building or old machinery. Um. It's just one of those relaxing games where you just do that and it like kind of randomly generates this, the pieces that you're applying to this little building or train or car or whatever. It's little it's, it's cute. Uh, very relaxing. Uh, an old one I played was called They Bleed Pixels. This was a, a platformer that I played probably, oh, I want to say like seven years ago or something crazy. I can't remember. Uh, a really rough, hard platformer. Uh, it's one of those games where it had a normal and a hard mode, and I tried hard mode, and I realized you die in one hit on hard mode, and I immediately turned it off. I just went to normal mode. Um, really cool one there. There's one called Under Hero. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this one. I have not uh, heard of that one, no. This one was on my radar. I never played it, though. Uh, it's, like, it's a platformer, kind of, but also a RPG with kind of turn-based mechanics. It has the aesthetic of like an Undertale kind of, but not really. It's, it's definitely its own thing. Uh, 
I don't know how to explain it. It's very, it's, it's almost like trying to explain Undertale to someone. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say like an Undertale uh, platformer with kind of turn-based mechanics. That's their words, not mine. <laughs> uh, there's one that I was super excited for that I was happy was that was here that I was going to buy regardless called CrossCode. It is like, it's an isometric uh, like action game. Uh, like an action RPG. Okay. It, it looks really nice. It has a very pretty uh, pixel art. Yeah, I'm uh, like seeing that. That looks pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks very like like you can customize the character to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, this doesn't include DLC. Like a lot of this stuff is like if you'd normally buy it on Itch.io, you would get a Steam code. But if you bought buy this bundle, you're most likely not getting any Steam codes. So there's going to be no DRM. You're just going to have to directly download it right off the website, which they will link you back to if you ever need to go back and download any of your nearly one thousand things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this game has like Zelda like puzzles, RPG mechanics. It's actiony, so it's not like a like a traditional like just straight up like Zelda platformer. Uh, let's see, uh, Jotun. Some people would think it's Jotun. It's Jotun, <laughs> J O T U N. Uh, that game was very popular. Uh, action, uh, isometric, very beautiful looking game. That's one that I was interested in. Uh, like, I'm glad it's in this bundle because it's one that I've always wanted to buy. I never really grabbed it, but like, I'm always a sucker for like Norse mythology. I've mm -hmm. said this before, but I just love big trees. And so like, yeah, that that's Chris in there. Chris sees a Nordrasil. He's ready. Yeah, there's uh, a <laughs> that's uh, Elden Ring had me so excited when I saw the big tree. I'm like, yes, give there's me so the tree. Trees massive trees everywhere uh yeah this game's hand-drawn it's very pretty uh i think it won like awards and stuff at some point um yeah uh there's tower five i've never played these games because they are like a couch co-op style game like competitive um not like smash brothers but i think you're doing like a platformer like think like think like shovel knight looking like game but you're just on like a silted map and you're trying to like shoot arrows at each other and knock each other out type of thing. It's super popular like on YouTube at some point. Uh, I personally never played it, but you get the main game and the DLC for that. Right. Um, I think that's all for games that I had on there. Yeah, it's a like I said, it's just a really solid like in addition to all the other games, it's just like a lot of the solid like ones from three plus years ago that were like really popular and are still, you know, played to this day that are just good games. Yeah. There's, um, I just wanted to go over like, there's some comics in there. Uh, I don't know what it is it's called. Avery chase. There's episode one and two of that. Uh, there's one, that, this one's a comic, but it's more like an art book. It's called magical console warriors. <laughs> They're just drawings of senshi stuff. So like, think like, um, Sailor Moon-esque looking girls. Uh, I thought that was kind of cute. It's definitely up my alley. I love art books. And then in books, there are just art books. There's one for Paradise Killer, which is, Chris, you mentioned a game that's getting released on main consoles like PS4 and stuff. Came yeah. Out two years ago. Yeah, that's um, getting released on the current consoles outside of Switch. I think it's already out on Switch, but it's coming to like, the PlayStation and Xboxes. 
Yeah. So there's an art book for that. Again, has really fantastic artwork. Um, there's a bunch. There's a few other like uh, art books in there. Um, so if you're into that, that's let alone that that kind of stuff is worth it. I know I've paid like multiple dollars for art books. I look at my table here where I've like directly ordered art books from like places. <laughs> Yeah. And easily spent over ten dollars for. Uh, there's soundtracks, but I'm not sure what to make of them. I don't. I'm not in on on the end on music stuff. None of them uh, are familiar to me, but I'm sure they're uh, good. You know, I'm sure they're worth a listen. Yeah, I mean, you're practically getting them for free if you how if how I would think of it is you're supporting Ukraine, the, the horrible things that Russia's doing. So you're you're helping that, and you're getting if you at least want one game on here, like say you wanted like Crosscode, that game is worth over ten dollars, and you're getting all this other stuff. Like it's worth it. I would definitely do it. Yeah, absolutely. The physical games, there's uh, plenty there. Uh, physical games are always like an interesting one with these indie ones because they they just vary wildly. They have a lot of different uh, kinds, and it's usually like some of them are just riffs on like tabletop RPGs. Uh, some of them are more along the lines of almost like uh, writing prompts. Uh, my wife plays a lot of these, so I've I've seen a couple of these. In fact, uh, I think I've played uh, Delve specifically. Uh, that one's like a, a map drawing game where uh, you're kind of given like prompts and stuff, and then you have to like draw uh, just whatever comes in your head as far as the prompts go. Uh, and like make a map of like a castle or something uh, based on like what you're given. Um, it's really fun, like especially if you're a creative type that like wants to either draw or write more. Like there's a lot of stuff in there that really just gives you just fuel to start uh, drawing or writing. Uh, they just give you something to go off of. It's like if you were to just go look on Reddit for like writing prompts or something, but you have like a more creative outlet that's actually technically a game right um some of these do interest me like just there's one that's like like just rpgs in general i, I might try some of these one was like a cooking game just <laughs> cooking and uh like i'm always into like fantasy rpgs but like maybe it's a punk fantasy one or post-apocalyptic or some kind of like neon looking crazy thing like there's there's a lot here there's oh there's um there's 317 of these physical ones so you've got options if you ever wanted to like get into those like if right. you ever like looked at like dnd 5e or pathfinder any of those and just being like i don't want to do that like these are like little tiny modules with their own like systems and mechanics that you can try and each one's got its own unique twist on that its own unique way of going about it so Exactly. And, and some of them are just straight up for groups of people that can be played by yourself. And other ones are, uh, what Chris said, they're solo RPGs that you just do by yourself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there are any other shout outs you wanted to give to the bundle. No, I think if I haven't sold it by now, um, much you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, itch.io always has really great bundles whenever they're putting them out, especially when it comes to the 
uh, charity ones here where it's just like trying to help a cause. They usually do a really good job of collecting just a bunch, just pure quantity, but also quality uh, in there as well. Yeah. So absolutely check it out. Uh, okay. Uh, we can move on here. Uh, we have to circle back and talk about Activision Blizzard because it's been like three weeks and we have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> always, always. We will, the, the, the part of the reason why we made this podcast was to just talk about Blizzard, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah, honestly, like it was just so much stuff in there that we're just like, we should talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a yeah. just a mixture of just grotesque and also hilarious and also dumb. And just a lot of nonsense. Uh, there are two things to talk about with Activision Blizzard. We'll start with uh, some accusations of insider trading. Uh, U.S. government is currently looking into a few characters uh, that made some stock purchases, uh, purchases. Uh, who are closely linked to CEO Bobby Kotick um, in relation to the Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard that's coming up. Uh, The characters in question are Barry Diller, who is a co-founder of Fox, uh, Fox Broadcasting Company. Yes, that Fox. Um, uh, He is also someone who served on Coca-Cola's board of directors alongside Bobby Kotick. Uh, there is David uh, Geffen. Uh, he's a friend of Diller and a producer slash film studio executive. Uh, and then there's Alexander von Furstenberg, which is probably the second richest name I've ever heard. Uh, yeah. I say second because the first uh, one is Diane von Furstenberg, who is his mother. Uh, and that woman is married to Barry Diller. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a intricate tapestry of rich people. <laughs> it sounds like a family guy character. It, you couldn't make up a richer sounding person if you tried. Um yeah. These three people uh reportedly purchased around 108 million dollars worth of stocks uh just 4 days before the buyout between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard was announced. Uh, this ended up netting them in total about $60 million. Um, so the federal government is looking into that because that seems kind of suspicious given his connections with uh, Bobby Kotick uh, and the timing seems kind of suspicious. Uh, Diller had a response uh, whenever speaking with the Wall Street Journal about this. He said that it was simply, quote, a lucky bet and that they acted on no information of any kind from anyone and that it was one of those coincidences. That's ridiculous. That's Believable. ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes you just happen upon $60 million, Beck. It happens all the time. Um, tell me how, when and where. Well, sometimes <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to put, I'm an old guy who's going to put money into a video game company. And then a few days later, the video game company becomes more valuable. Yeah, a video game company that was literally dying and floundering because it kept screwing up. It's obviously in the news every few weeks. Yeah, you that's a safe bet that you just you put money in it and everything's fine. 
Yeah, sure. So I guess we'll see how that works. I, I've never, I never assumed that anyone's going to get caught. Like, cause this happens a lot. People get quote unquote caught and then like, don't pay money. Don't lose their money. Don't go to jail or anything. So I don't yeah, anticipate anything coming of this, but you know, we should have took our chances and invested in that company. We love so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Just think man. about it. It looks like it went up by 60%. So if you would have invested a hundred dollars, you could have $160 in Blizzard stock. Yeah, I, I'm i just missing an accountant to do that for me because do you know how to invest stocks? Because I don't. I'll be honest. Uh, is it like investing in Bitcoin? I don't think so. Then Granted, no. I barely understand how to invest in Bitcoin. Oh, there's apps for it. Yeah, I mean, technically there's apps for stocks, but I'm pretty sure those are scams. I don't know, and I don't want to misquote anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good stance to take. Yeah, uh, that's all. I mean, it's a pretty open and shut thing where we'll see what happens, but probably nothing. Uh, second new bit of news here from Activision Blizzard. Um, this is kind of a heavy thing to talk about. I'm just going to preface it with that. When I was looking over the story, I was kind of disgusted with this. Um, little bit of uh, talk about like harassment and particularly uh, talking about suicide here. So just to warn people ahead of time about that. Um, but uh, there is a new lawsuit coming out against Activision Blizzard. Uh, this is a lawsuit filed by the parents of Carrie Moynihan. Uh, Carrie Moynihan was a finance manager at Bl- Activision Blizzard. Uh, she was found dead by suicide in her hotel room during a company retreat at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Um, They allege now that uh, sexual harassment was a significant factor that led to her death. Um, Oh, boy. Um, Sorry, this is like... this. Yeah, yeah. This also isn't... This this was in 2017, right? This was back in 2017, yes. The... um, when this happened was back in 2017. The lawsuit is currently being filed in light of the new information that is coming out based on the current lawsuit, uh, harassment suit filed by the state of California against Activision Blizzard uh, currently. Um, so what they are alleging is that uh, it is sexual harassment that led, uh, at least in part, this is a wrongful death lawsuit, um, Moynihan was actually referenced in the current lawsuit filed by California, um, by the DFEH. Um, this was, she was not mentioned by name, uh, but, uh, there were complaints that they went through involving a holiday party before her death, uh, where male coworkers passed around a picture of a woman's vagina as well as a male supervisor who allegedly brought sex toys with him on the business trip. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So what's significant here is that based on this information, they were able to determine that that particular individual was Carrie Moynihan. Uh, The parents did not know about this harassment that was going on. 
or at least didn't have a good idea about it. I'm, I'm not sure if they knew anything at all, but they certainly didn't know enough until now, uh, which is why the lawsuit is coming out now. Uh, but they were able to connect the dots. So uh, the supervisor that we just spoke of is actually uh, uh, Carrie Moynihan's supervisor, or was, uh, and he actually had a sexual relationship with Carrie Moynihan. Uh, the supervisor is, uh, his name is Greg Restituto. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, he, I'm sorry. So when the DFEH filed this, or uh, mentioned this complaint, Activision Blizzard's initial response to that was to say, quote, we are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard for her grieving family. Uh, we can sort of guess this is probably in bad faith based on uh, what's being brought to light by Carrie Moynihan's parents, who clearly did not know about this stuff back then. Uh, yeah. So going on here, like I said, it w it was uh, determined that they were in a sexual relationship. Um, in the lawsuit uh, filed by her parents, they claimed that uh, Restituto lied about the relationship to investigators at first when they were initially looking into her death, and he also attempted to hide evidence of their relationship following her death. That's some really sketchy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's off the bat. I mean... Why? Why? What is the point of doing that uh, outside of having something that you don't want brought into light? Uh, unfortunately, this goes on. Uh, the lawsuit also says that Activision Blizzard uh, themselves refused to turn over Moynihan's work laptop, uh, said that her cell phone had been wiped, which, why? Wow, why, yeah. why would her phone be wiped? Uh, and also they would not turn over Restituto's laptop or phone. Um, they uh, also, in light of this new lawsuit, uh, when people reached out, Activision Blizzard declined to comment, out, uh, quote, out of respect for the family, uh, which is probably the smartest thing they can do outside of just uh, pleading guilty, I guess. Um, yeah, this is... I mean, you can see I'm having trouble with this because this is really just a hard thing to talk about. It's it's disgusting. I really hate to see this. Uh, yeah. it, it makes me so angry because. Beyond everything else, just the pure. Uh, what appears to be. Uh, willful ignorance on Activision Blizzard's part, but more important, but more likely just them trying to cover stuff up like the, they said that her yeah. cell phone would have been wiped i assume that's a work phone but why would yeah. you why even if you even if there were no foul play uh just someone has committed suicide this is a tragic moment why would you delete uh that information on the phone without letting uh any investigators see it first there's no reason to do that outside of any feelings of guilt or 
suspicions that you might be found guilty later of something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is just this is sus. Very sus. As the kids say. And this is also rough for me because this is uh when we when we talk about some of the stuff that went on at Activision Blizzard, uh and with the harassment and stuff, I mean it's not by any means um light, you know. Uh the things that are happening there are very serious. But this is just a whole other level of just this is this is the sort of thing that can happen if this kind of stuff goes unchecked. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is all, um, you know, someone uh, alleging something. This is a lawsuit that still needs to be sought through. But what five we years see later, here, five yeah, years later. Yeah. I mean, that's the other frustrating part about this is it's going to get held up. Uh, for a while until people aren't looking at it anymore you know um it seems that that's what's already been going on like this happening in 2017 would have been like some of the first like really bad blizzard stuff we would have been hearing about right because like blizzard really didn't get blown up till like two years ago i think 2020 yeah there was definitely a downhill moment with some of the stuff that was going on um and like the big boiling point was probably in 2020 yeah um but it is frustrating for all those reasons you have this huge company that is responsible for these employees whether they feel they are or not uh they contribute to minimum 40 hours a week of people's lives and if that 40 hours a week is uh you know full of uh harassment of um of you know negligence stuff like that it's going to affect people's lives outside of that 40 hours and this is a clear example of one of the extremes of it uh i don't know man it's 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 sad it's sad and it seemed like this um you know terrible stuff just kept happening and still is happening i Blizzard is, uh, it just keeps giving. Yeah. Um, oh, there's not much else to say. We will try to keep an eye on this, uh, see what comes out of it. It'll probably be a long time coming, but hopefully we can uh, keep an eye on it and let you know what's going on. Um, you know, we we just talked about suicide. I don't want to miss this opportunity to say that, obviously, if uh, you've ever had thoughts of suicide, if it's something that uh, you feel you have a problem with, uh, it's never too late to get help. Uh, we will also be putting, uh, the number for the suicide prevention hotline in the, uh, info for this episode. Um, you know, just get help. Uh, you know, it's hard and there are people that want to help you. Yeah. So, um, gonna, gonna try to shake that off. We can whew, go ahead and move on. Um, let's talk about let's talk about artesian builds. Oh, great! More lovely, kind people doing kind things. Yeah, this is a story that you came up to me with because I didn't know too much about it. Um, this is one that I actually missed. Uh, maybe because I don't follow like the Twitch world quite as much. I think like you probably watch more live streams than me. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about this um, 
or a, a streamer brought it up one of the one of the more popular ones and they were just i was like oh i've never heard of artesian builds apparently it was a company that like built computers for people and they sold computer parts themselves and they would reach out to popular streamers themselves and build pcs for them like uh, pro pro players and stuff and uh they were doing one of these PC build streams where they were giving away a PC and it blew up in their face. Yeah. Yeah. So what what originally started this was there was an ambassador giveaway uh, in which streamer Kia Pia, I think that's how you pronounce it. That's how I've heard it pronounced, um, yeah. uh, had won a PC. Uh, after she had won the draw, it was announced via the stream uh, by CEO Noah Katz Um that they had elected to purge her from the giveaway. They explained that uh, she did not qualify due to her low follower count and by uh, her banner not receiving clicks. Yeah, so what's worth explaining here is an, a brand, an ambassador is a brand ambassador. So essentially, uh, I'm sure everybody knows what a Twitch streamer is. I don't have to explain that. But like, there's a streamer with their their this company's banner and on the side of their screen. So essentially it was like a little banner that said Artesian Builds. And if people clicked it, it would take them to the Artesian Builds website. And they would know that it would be through um, her, essentially. And strangely enough, <laughs> the funny thing was, is there actually wasn't a, requi- a follower requirement at all. So right. that was kind of bull on their part. Um, even though her banner never received any clicks from anyone. She still had the banner up and she should have got the PC. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, tell the story first before I get into what I think. Um, so after that uh, happened, Intel, who was sponsoring the giveaway, they stepped in taking Kia Pia's side. Uh, in an official statement afterwards, uh, Intel said, we strive Uh, Quote, we strive towards welcoming streamers of all sizes to our programs and do not agree with recent negative comments directed towards small streamers. We are reaching out to relevant parties to address the situation. Uh, It was after that that uh, the CEO issued a written apology uh, via Twitter. Uh, They also uh, issued a video apology. Um. I couldn't find the tweet any longer, and I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but uh, according to PC Gamer, he had wrote down uh, that he acknowledged that his comments, uh, quote, affected and hurt Kiapia. Uh, and then he said that uh, he accepted her as a rightful winner. And then he also said, uh, I take full accountability and sincerely apologize. So standard apology. Uh Afterwards, she was offered the prize. Uh, she turned it down, saying, quote, I am not supporting a company that doesn't support small streamers. Um, yeah, so that's the first half of this. Uh, all I have to say, too, is, I mean, you you mentioned that it's not required that they have a specific follower count or clicks or anything, just they had the panel. Uh, also, to the point for me, they're not a charity, obviously, but to me, it's ridiculous to be like we only want the people that have the most followers and the most clicks to have these free things because those are the people that do not need the free things yeah Uh, right like that's just very basic concept it's just like if you're a low follower count that probably means that you have less income from this 
source than someone with a higher follower count. And obviously you can say they're not a charity. They don't need to just give poor people or like people with lower uh, followers or anything like that, or like lower income or whatever. They don't have to give them PCs, but it's just kind of silly to me um, that that's how it went. And if that was how it was going to be, they should just put it in the rules. Uh, Just be like, we have to get X amount of clicks before you can be considered eligible. That should just be outright instead of just purging people because this happened to other people too. This just had literally within the same stream, actually. Right. This just got the most stink out of it uh, for, you know, like the big company to step in and be like, Hey, you did a goof here, man. Yeah. So the, the guy who the CEO was the one who was like, going through a list of people and doing the giveaways and the CEO just, you know, pulled her name out of the, these group of people who are, these are actually streamers who are actually putting this banner on their streams. So they're already pulling away from a pool of people, not just random people, just you know, in a stream or whatever, just a group of people. And he literally just was like, he, he went through all of her socials, all of them, like her Instagram, her Twitch, her Twitter, and just said, oh, she doesn't even have 5,000 followers across all of these she she doesn't even she doesn't even have enough period like i can't even like pity give it away he just sounded like a huge uh asshole <laughs> yeah it, it just i don't know like i don't know the guy obviously but it really sounds like he either is kind of a dick or doesn't know how to communicate in a way that isn't dickish yeah i think he just isn't a person who's normally a streamer and I don't, I think if you're a CEO of a company, you probably should watch what you say or have like a PR person. He didn't, I believe. And if you're a CEO of a company, you need to learn how to talk to people. I mean, that's yeah. Apparently basics. like most CEOs of companies are kind of assholes. And I think do do this on it. Like I think behind the scenes they do this, but like to just straight up say it, he, he essentially said the quiet part out loud. Um, it was just wrong. It was dumb, but but this is not what killed the company to be fair. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're fast forwarding to now and artesian builds has uh, effectively shut down. Um, their Twitter is down. Um, the last thing they tweeted was, we are sad to announce that effective. Now we are freezing slash suspending all activities. Ongoing is analysis to uh, um, by outside console for reorganizing to ensure fair treatment of clients, creditors, and employees. We expect more info by month's end. Uh, on the other side of things, we have uh, the website is just gone. Uh, I've tried to check the website multiple times, and it's just not up anymore. Uh, there's not even like a we will be back later kind of thing. It's just full on URL not recognized kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a couple things here. Uh, mainly, it looks like there was an issue with the taxes that caused an imminent shutdown. Um, if you go to the site, uh, the website opencorporates.com, uh, they have like a listing for like the taxes or, um, of the company. And it says here that their company has been suspended. Um People have pointed out this usually means at the very least that there's something wrong with the taxes. Some people have claimed that it's like tax evasion and stuff like that. I haven't seen anything that specifically says that. So I don't want to say that that's what happened. 
but at the very least, there was something that went wrong that forced the company to be suspended. Yeah, like, it's hard to say anything, like, without the CEO just straight up coming out and saying that he did wrong or if he goes to jail or something, but it seemed like there was some weird tax stuff going on. Like, the secondhand stuff I heard was their company is in California and they were just doing their taxes not in California, saying the company was elsewhere. So that just sounds like tax evasion to me, but that's secondhand, so I can't say for sure. Yeah, they are supposed to have two... Uh, different locations so there's supposed to be one in california which i've been told is for uh mainly where like the streamers builds come out of like the popular stuff uh, and then they have another uh place on the east coast where uh the main business is supposed to take place uh and like distribution and stuff like that um yeah on the other side of things there's what the employees have said there have been some leaked slack threads and stuff like that of uh, employees showing that uh, they basically uh, said to the employees that they would be laying everyone off um, and effectively pausing services, uh, which is another awful thing about this uh, is that some it was about 50 people, I believe, that have been laid off. Uh, who I think just... it was like on the night of it happened of like that guy, the CEO, like messing up like that. And starting to shut things down, like I think like sixty people lost their jobs like immediately the next day. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people without a job. Yeah, and they um, were like front end developers, like people who put the computers together, stuff like that. But so these are people who are, I mean, we we know some people who do this type of work. Uh, they get paid like a lot of money, like a hundred thousand. So that's a lot of money. Just oof. yeah, and to have to all of a sudden scramble for a job, potentially relocate. Uh, it's it's a lot to just drop on someone. Even if you had two weeks' notice, that would be too much to expect someone to like have a job lined up out of that much time without severance or something like that, which they did not get. And it's also been said as well on the customer's end of things that uh, there are certain websites where they have not uh, canceled like orders or like made it to where you can't order. Uh, as of me looking into it, like a few days ago, there were websites where they could still, uh, receive orders, which means they could still receive payments, but, uh, people should not be expecting to get anything. Several people have said that you should, uh, if you do have an order, try to get a chargeback on your card. Don't expect a refund from, uh, the company themselves, uh, because they're, they kind of went radio silent on this. Yeah. They, since they were doing these builds for like these, um, big streamers and stuff like so some of their like um pc like boxes their their cases were like really complex stuff going on and um it costs like tens of ten thousand dollars stuff around that price and like some of these people just won't get their pcs that they were i think paid for so yeah i mean if you were going to get a pc done by these guys i would definitely uh try to get your money back yeah so it's hard to say exactly what happened because, uh, like I said, they they kind of just went radio silent. I mean, I haven't seen any. There's nothing new on Twitter since what I just read you. That was on March 8th. Uh, their website is down. Uh, I haven't seen any like public statements released on it. So it's it sucks. And it's just something that's screwing over a lot of people. And 
like I said, don't know the CEO, don't know the people in charge. This feels like either just a complete lack of care and sympathy for both the customers of uh, the PC company and the people under their employment. Uh, Otherwise, it's just a complete mismanagement of the company as a whole, which isn't good either. It's still the same result. People are still being screwed over and it sucks. Um, yeah, just, it just seemed like this whole thing where with the uh, CEO not giving away the PC, just put them on full blast. I don't understand how that could cause tax evasion to come to the front, but. I mean, in general, um, to me, that seems like it's just an issue of like the more spotlight you get, the more people look into you. Uh, you know, this kind of stuff. But that isn't like the normal person shouldn't be looking into their taxes. Like that should have already well, not been the, not the normal person, but like a news reporter might. Right. But I don't know. I mean, we don't know what exactly I, happened I feel here. Like that was the, if me common guy doesn't do his taxes, I I'm going to get, go to jail. Yes. Like, <laughs> how come it takes a CEO like millions of dollars, not doing his taxes to like go out and call someone out and then get in trouble. And then, he gets called out on this? Like, what? That's world's messed up. Well, I know that this is a gaming podcast, but uh, from what I understand, one of the reasons for that kind of thing is that uh, you and I are too poor to, like, fight anything, whereas rich people can, like, hold up the IRS and litigation and stuff. Uh, and it's just much harder for the IRS to, like, look at stuff. So they go for the easy people. Not to get like conspiracists on that. That's actually a thing is just like it's it's easier to look into the finances of a poor person than of a rich person. I follow I less resources. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. They're like a like a like a fortress. Yes, they're they're like an open book locked inside of Fort Knox. Yeah, like I got to do some like dodge rolling and fighting some stuff. Yes, get, get through that. Anywho, back to the video games. Uh, that's all we got to talk about for Artesian builds. Um, so we can start to close out here. Let's talk about upcoming games real quick. Yeah. Beck, I got a brand new game coming out that I think you're really going to love. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Grand Theft. Theft. Yeah. Yeah. Auto. Uh huh. Five. Oh. Okay. GTA Again? 5. Again. Like uh, PS5 and times? Xbox XS is getting the uh, latest Grand Theft Auto release. Specifically, the one that's been being released since like 2012. I don't know. It's old. It really has been that long? 10 years? I think it's been close to that. Skyrim was like 2011, right? I think. Um, that's that's crazy that like instead of just making a new GTA, they're just they're just releasing five again. Like who's who like I think I played GTA four on three sixty and that was the last GTA I really played. I had I've had friends and relatives who played five, but who's going out and buying this for PS5 slash Xbox X and S? Like who? I don't know. The last time I remember playing GTA uh was at my house in texas and my mom yelled at me so 
<laughs> to give you some context, my mom was still alive at this point. Long ago. Long time ago. Um, anyways, time for actual new games. Uh, there's a game called Tunic uh, coming out. Adorable. It looks adorable as hell. Honestly, the cutest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like the a little like a Zelda like uh, a Zelda game, but with like a little fox. Yeah, but it has these adorable. Oh, I don't know how to explain these graphics. It's a it's an isometric like ARPG kind of deal. Um, yeah, one of the Steam tags is Souls like because everything's a Souls like. It's also Metroidvania because everything's a Metroidvania. But um, it, I it's would got... say it's very similar to the to Link's Awakening. Uh, if that helps anybody, the remake on Switch. That's what it looks like. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it like graphically looks like that game where it's got these like three D like rounded, uh, cute shapes and stuff. Very similar to that. That's what this game looks like, and maybe probably plays like it. I mean, it looks very cute, but it also is. It does look beautiful. Like based on what I saw, like I love uh like the the artwork, the um like models and stuff like. Uh, the lighting really makes it look real nice. Uh, gameplay wise, like it looks interesting. I really like um, part of the game is that you have to go around collecting manuals. It looks like, and those manuals physically you read them and they have uh, hints and like monsters and stuff on them and like maps. Uh, those manuals look really cool in game because they almost remind me of like game manuals. Like from back in the day when you would have like the the box for a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me go open up a game. I just, you know, it's just about Elden Ring. I can go open up the box. There's a manual in there, right? I feel like you're going to no. say no. No, no. <laughs> Every box is empty and just has just the game in it. Empty and sadness. It. Yeah, you just get the game. Uh, there's nothing in there. Not even, like, some art. Like, man, I remember the days of, like, opening up Warcraft 3. Man. Or, or World of Warcraft brought that manual to me with me to school i'm such a huge nerd um yeah you know i, I get what you mean it's, it's a really cool way to go about it yeah to get new abilities and stuff yeah uh next game uh anno mutationum i think my notes have a typo here i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a 16th uh is also when that one releases uh that one looks kind of cool it's uh sort of like a cyberpunk deal uh, it advertises a mix of 2D and 3D, which initially made me think like 2.5D where, you know, side scroller with the ability to like go in and out. And it looks like some levels have that, uh, but it also seems to have like sort of exploration parts where it is literally like you have like characters and stuff that are in 2D and like you could move as if it's a 3D environment. Yeah, yeah. That's normally how I, I used to read 2.5D two, two as um 2d plane but a three-dimensional background uh-huh yeah uh but other than that i mean it's standard like uh kind of side scroller combat with uh like it had some really cool flashy attacks that i saw uh looks like there's like sort of a talent system yeah um, uh, the artist for this game is like was really big in the art world for a while uh it's called his name is Ilya kirsch Shanov. Um, 
he he's a really well-known artist if you ever look at the art for this game you, and you know that artist you'd be like ah i i know this artist <laughs> okay yeah yeah it looks I, interesting I, I, I bought art from him like i, I bought <laughs> tutorials from this man <laughs> nice yeah yeah so that's coming out on the 16th um last one we got here this is coming out on the 18th uh <laughs> stranger of paradise final fantasy origin yeah chaos uh if anyone remembers <laughs> the trailers of this this is like a generic looking dude and like a wife beater looking like he just came out of Walmart screaming how he's going to take down chaos. <laughs> um, yeah. The people, some, some um, streamers have gotten this early and have been playing it. Like the combat looks really solid. Um, it is a final fantasy game. I guess it's a prequel to the first one. We think because in the trailer they were fighting. Um, oh my God. I just said his name earlier today. Garland. And uh, that's the first boss of Final Fantasy, kind of the last boss too. And um, Final Fantasy One, so like it must be related. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It looks weird. I don't know if there's going to be much. Um, if this game's going to be received well, I might play it. Uh, if I beat Elden Ring, maybe. <laughs> uh, the gameplay looks fun, though. That's that's all I have to say. I don't know anything about the story. I don't think anyone knows anything about the story, to be entirely honest with you. Who knows anything about any Final Fantasy story? People know about 7, and they're like, this and this. I don't even think they fully know 7, honestly. I bet no. if I played 7, I wouldn't know what was going on. Uh, I have beaten 7, like the original one, a few times, and I've beaten the remake, and I probably couldn't cohesively tell you the story without it sounding like I've, I'm high exactly <laughs> that's my point it's all nonsense like sometimes it's nice but a lot of final Fan look at the name for this game stranger of paradise final fantasy origin i know this is like a a point that's been hammered in but like it seems like square enix's like uh mo for like making a title is just to like open up a dictionary and throw darts at it until they get enough words it's like a minimum of like seven darts uh, and that's how many words go into the name of this new game. And then they tack on like whichever franchise they already made. Yeah, they, they find some words, put them together. It's like whenever you're playing like Path of Exile and a monster has a bunch of affixes and suffixes. <laughs> that That's what happens here. Like the, the, the monster is Final Fantasy and we are just getting some affix and suffixes on this one. We're like, this is the new game. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming out of the 18th. Check it out, I guess. Probably fun. It looks fun. It looks fun. I um, just don't yeah. know anything about it. <laughs> so I think that'll do it for us, though. That's been the end. Uh, we got a uh, St. Patrick's Day coming out, so that's coming up soon. Uh, enjoy responsibly. I know you're all going to be celebrating uh, the time that St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. Um I believe that's the general story. I believe that there's actually several different stories, but that is one of the most agreed upon. I was just for drinking. Yeah, that's what America thinks. That's what everyone thinks. But uh, no, that is it's Saint Patrick's Day because it's like actually a, a like religious thing. No. So, I mean, we would never bastardize a religious holiday, right? No. Nope. Never. Nope. 
Enjoy <sighs> drinking. Enjoy drinking, everyone. Paying homage to St. Patrick. Whoever that is, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Uh, hopefully you defeat chaos. Bye. Defeat chaos.